we, we just, it's, it's so, it's so good to just take some, and, and just doing this, like it's, it's been so kind of cathartic to sit down and have this conversation with you and think back on some of these memories and traditions and, and realize, man, there's lots of good stuff that's, that's happening. And it's important for us to, to recognize yeah. that. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. Speaking of Philly food, isn't there like a famous, uh, I don't know if it's a market or a restaurant that serves a roasted pork and broccoli Rob sandwich in Philly that's supposed mm-hmm. to be super amazing? Where's that? In, I don't know. Like I want to say I thought somewhere in Philly there's somewhere that has like this really famous roasted pork and broccoli Rob sandwich. I think I was talking to your wife about it. I'm trying to remember. I mean, there's a couple places that that's what uh, that's what they're known for. Broccoli Rob is also a big thing here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what place it could be though. I have to go. Is this Denix D- roasted pork? Oh, Denix. Yeah, D-Nix. No, that's also one of the famous ones. Yeah, this is the one because I saw it. I saw it uh, featured on the Travel Channel as the best sandwich in America. It's a, <laughs> it's in some kind of like market, like a transit market. Oh, the Reading Terminal Market. That looks that looks super awesome. Yeah, never go through, never go to the Reading Terminal Market on an empty stomach. Ah, uh, dude, I, I, I'm not much of a traveler, but I've been. I I need to get out and explore, and I I didn't realize this was maybe such an East Coast thing. I um. I, I, we've talked about this on previous episodes, but I, I go down these rabbit holes of YouTube channels and I end up finding the most bizarre YouTube channels in, out there. My, my current thing I'm on to remember last time I talked about, Oh yeah, I'm into this guy that like unplugs drains and then I'm into this yeah. other guy. So this other, this, this, this guy I stumbled across now, his, his uh, YouTube name is action kid. Okay. And he, he walks around all the different boroughs in New York and he just does like a walking tour, like an mm-hmm. hour, hour and a half walking tours of just different neighborhoods in New York. And as he's doing it, I'm seeing this trend that in all like the major kind of transit hubs is like a, you know, a, a line where you switch between metros or whatever, that there's this whole concept of these markets at the at the transit station. So mm-hmm. like you have restaurants and markets and it's like you step off and there's like all this, these food options. I'm like, this looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's routing terminal market here. Awesome. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to give that a try to try the uh, best sandwich in America as dubbed by the travel channel. It did look amazing when I saw it. It's the bread out here. I've been trying Is to it? find a way to get like fresh bread from here shipped out to you so you can give it a try. Is it the water? Like, what is it? What, what water. makes it? Yeah. I, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the water. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to trying for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Get you like some Amorosa rolls sent out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's got to be a matter of like getting them out within uh, within a couple of days. So yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem with shipping food, right? It's like it's not the yeah. same. Quite not quite the same. It's just picking it up at the market. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. So speaking of food, um, the holidays are here. Um, so, you know, with that, you know, the end of the year is, is, is quickly approaching. Um, and, and at this point, like, you know, many, you know, start taking off at, at this point, you know, we have our, our corporate shutdown the last week and a half, two weeks of the year that's quickly coming up and you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, and you know, with that, it it's, for us, you know, we've been talking about the last couple of days, so I thought I'd continue our conversation here, you know, with the holidays coming with taking time off, we've been talking about, you know, really you know, actually like being intentional and about wrapping up the year, not just working up until the last day, shutting down and picking back up in, in the beginning of the year when we beginning of next year, when we, when we get back, actually taking the time to, to close out the year. So I wanted to spend some time talking about like, what does that look like? What, what, what does it mean to actually like wrap up the year um, in a, a productive, intentional fashion? Yeah, it's a good conversation. And I'm glad it's a conversation that we're having because honestly, the first few years of running 33.6, I had no idea what that was, <laughs> what that would have even been like. It seemed like every year around this time, uh, we would be working with a company or, or a new or a new client and they would say, it's really important that uh, we get analytics up and running before too long into January. We're all off. Um, wondering if you can work some magic. And I swear it was like three end of December's in a row where I ended up working like 12 hour days, the entire break, the entire two weeks to stand up an analytics implementation for, for one company or another. I'm glad the last few years, have been the opposite of that and, and had some some downtime. So I think a lot about what we've been talking about from a business perspective really can be applied at the personal level. And what we've been doing is focusing really heavily on wrapping up projects that are near the wrap-up phase, whether it's sales efforts or, or projects or things we're working on to kind of get those things across the finish line, not not force it to completion, but but get it done. Um, because I think one of the things that with any extended break that, um, takes away from it is constantly your mind pulling back to projects that are in flow. Right. And it's like, Oh, I need to think about this or, okay, I'm just going to go sit down on the computer for 30 minutes and work on this just so I can maybe get it done. And, and you, you don't end up utilizing that time to shut your brain off like you should. So I, you know, we've talked about that a lot internally. Hey, there's these four or five things we really want to wrap up and get done, let's make sure we get it done. It's not just the getting it done. It's the getting it out of our mind space so we can truly walk away for a little while, which I think is, is critically important. Um, and then two other things that I've really been thinking about and, and trying to do the last couple of years, everyone does it. It's a great opportunity to reflect back. You know, what, what was 2020 like? What did we do? What did we accomplish? I think, I think it's an important time to do that. It's not just a cliche thing to do to kind of look back um, over the year, 
from a business perspective and a personal perspective to say, what, what have we accomplished? What have we done? What should we be proud of? You know, what, what did we learn? Uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to do that. I've, I've seen a lot of messages on social media saying, yeah, screw all this. Let's just skip to 2021. Man, there's just so many good things that happened this year. Um, and as challenging and as hard as it's been, there have been tremendous learning opportunities and lessons this year that, if we don't take the time to appreciate it, I think they they pass us by. And that would be unfortunate to go through all this struggle and pain and challenges and not be able to reap some of the rewards and benefits that came out of it. So so definitely kind of taking time to do that. And then uh, one of the things you and I have talked about is let's spend the last couple of weeks before we walk away kind of setting the table for next year. So it's not one of these things where we roll back into the office half hungover, you know, the first week of January and saying, all right, what should we do? You know, we already have, we already know what we're going to do. And again, I think all of these things are critical to really being able to step away because if we don't wrap things up, you know, we're going to be thinking about it. If we don't take the time to kind of think through what have we accomplished, we're going to be thinking about it. And if we don't take the time to actively say, well, what do we want to jump into the first week of January when we get back? We're going to actively be thinking about it. So not only is it good to kind of add this structure, I think it's really important just to kind of get it out there so we can say, you know what, let's let's truly switch off for a little while and allow ourselves to recharge. Yeah, and I mean, you, you, you hit a lot there. And what I've really learned the last few years, because I, I would say up until a few years ago, you know, I would just work, 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 um, you know, tactical stuff, deploying things, tag configurations, um, all of those various things up until the very end, call it a day and then, and then it picked back up in, in January. And it was maybe about three, four years ago. I kind of realized, especially after I joined here and we have, you know, this, the, you know, the shutdown period where one, you're, you're absolutely right. And I don't want to you know harp on it too much because you covered it really well is, is if I didn't have like a proper wrap up, my mind would constantly go back. And that actually happens over the weekend sometimes just, you know, uh, on a much smaller scale. Sometimes it, it just happens on a regular weeknight. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because it just, everything bleeds together. Yeah. Like, you know, I've thought about it on Friday night, like the times where I haven't taken that time on a Friday afternoon just to make sure, Hey, let me just get these last couple emails out or at least let me get these notes written down. It just, dwells on me like you know if i'm trying to wrap up because they were going somewhere on a friday night or we've got something going on you know okay saturday morning i'll sit down and write that email i don't get to it saturday and it just it it hangs over my head all day saturday into sunday night so all i've done is thought about like that one thing i wanted to send out and it's it's even worse with the holidays um coming around is is wanting to be able to to take the time and this year it's definitely gonna be different you know spending time with family and, and whatnot but that being said you know wanting to to be present in the moment yeah keep constantly pulling you back and out of that state of just just enjoying the time of the year for for what it is and then the other thing too is is yeah that that momentum so in other cases where say you know to your point of you're not able to force a project to completion, but at least getting it to a somewhat complete state or some kind of logical stopping point, writing down everything, making notes for about it so that when you come back in, you have everything written down. You're not spending that time trying to figure out where was I at? What was I doing? What do I need to do to pick this back up? Everything is written down. It's like, you know, a gift to your future self. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think we've we've tried out different models and that is the one that seems to work. And I want to go back to a point that you brought up, because I, I, while we are talking about these big kind of end of year events and thinking back over a whole year, really this framework. <laughs> My dog wants to come in the office. It's probably because it's probably because we're, we're I think her toys back there on the carpet. <laughs> um. You know this these fr this framework really applies to the day to day, and you you know you bring up an excellent point talking about like happening on the weekend. It happens to me a lot, just on an average work day, and um, taking this deliberate approach to designing how we work and giving it structure is so important. And I will admit, as much as I know it works, I'm not very good about being consistent about it. So don't think I have like any of this figured out. I know it works. Forcing myself into the habit, it's a whole other story. But um, thinking about, and dude, especially with everyone working from home and remotely and things just bleed together, I've tried really hard to kind of take this end of year framework and compress it down to every day. So at the beginning of the day, kind of think through, all right, you know, what did I get done yesterday? What did I feel good about? You know, what's what's there? What's what's still kind of lingering out there? What do I want to accomplish today? And then at the end of the day, Kind of going through that same exercise. Okay, what did I get done? What did I not get done? Let me write down those things. Let me start to prepare my list for tomorrow of the things I want to get get into. I know when I do that, it's it's such a healthy flow to be in, and I'm able to just let things go and have a better night's sleep and come into the next day refreshed and ready to go. The frustrating thing is, as much as I know that works, it's really hard to do every day. Um, but again, I, I think it's something that if you do on a daily, a quarterly, a yearly basis to differing depths and degrees, it's such a healthy, productive, valuable activity to do. So let's let's start at the end of the year, Mark. We can at least commit to hopefully doing it once, right? Like, let's do it at the end of the year. Let's see if we can get into the habit of doing it every quarter. And man, if you could kind of take that framework and do it every day, it's it's such a much nicer way to work. Yeah. And, and, and I get really good at doing that. And then just like something will come yeah, up. Something it always happens me, and it throws you out of the habit. Yeah. Uh, and that's the biggest challenge is like, and it's, and it's with anything, you know, like Hila and I started writing um, the Peloton together, taking classes together a couple days a week and we were doing really, really good. And then something would come up. Like, I think I like hurt my ankle or something. And so I took a day or two off and now it's like, Every time it comes up, I'm like, yeah, I kind of have an excuse. I don't really want to do it. I'm kind of <laughs> tired, you know, and it sucks because, you know, when you are consistent in it, it feels so good. But when you when you have something come up that breaks you out of that routine, man, it's so hard to get going again. Yeah. You know. So um, another thing that I wanted to call out that I've been trying to get in the habit of doing every year and I would strongly suggest others do as well is. um we should be doing it all year long, but if nothing else, it's a great time to think about others during kind of this season. Um, and one of the things that I've tried to do, um, mainly because I haven't been home around Thanksgiving the last four years or so, um, I've been down in San Diego um, for Thanksgiving. Um, so kind of away from all the distractions of everything, just kind of hanging out, lazy. I think we've recorded some podcasts while I was down there on the rooftop with the noisy fan. Yep. Um, and, um, but it was such, such a great time to like, just have very little distractions. And I would spend hours just writing personal notes to people on, you know, the 
telling him why I was grateful for, for knowing them or their friendship. I think last year I did something similar. Um, and I also bought some memberships to the Christian science monitor as little thank you gifts. Um, I think the year before I sent out a bunch of books, I think I sent out, um, the book from, uh, the charity water, um, thirst. Um, so, and I did it again this year where I spent, Oh, I don't know, maybe five or six hours sending out personalized tweets to, I don't know how many hundreds of people, um, but it's, it's such a great opportunity just to slow down and, and just be grateful for the people we have around us and show a little bit of, of gratitude. And I think obviously that can continue into, into the holiday season in December. Um, just a great opportunity to slow down a little bit, you know, show your appreciation for your family, for your coworkers, for, you know, the, your neighbors, the people around you, we get so busy and, and everything is so hectic. We, we often forget just to slow down and, and, um, even just a simple, Hey, thinking about you, Hey, thanks for doing this goes, goes an incredibly long way. So, um, I think a good, a good item to add into our end of year framework. Yeah, I, I really like that. And then that kind of goes back to what we, we kind of started talking about just because I'm spent some time looking into it this morning. Um, one of the things, you know, I, I I've, I've always known it like, you know, each region has its own unique things, but it's definitely just, you know, smack you in the face apparent to me. Now, one, working with a team like this that's completely distributed throughout the country, but then working with, uh, with a client in London, just, you know, how like those little differences make. So I've been trying to find, you know, um, some local things here that will ship internationally so I can, you know, share some of that stuff with them because that that's become a big thing that I've tried to do. It's, it's a really fun thing. Like the stuff that I know I kind of take for granted here that, you know, it, it may be in other regions in some form or another, but still there's a level of uniqueness to it and trying to I share love, that with yeah. others. I, I love that. And it's a great way to connect and kind of share something unique and special. And um, it's also a great way just to, to kind of grow relationships and learn, you know, again, like we've, we've kind of taken that out of the equation, kind of putting thought into things and, um, and I, and I think a big part of it is we, we all get so busy and it's like, okay, we need to send a gift. We need to send a thank you. So let's automate it. Let's just get it out there. But man, it, it ruins the spirit of why we're, we're doing it and just taking a little time to be and the word this year, and maybe it was the word last year being deliberate about it. And, and it doesn't have to be a big expenditure, a big, um, investment of time, but just taking a, a little bit of time to think personally about the person you're connecting with and sending a little personal note. You know, a little mm -hmm. gift that, that's, you know, from my area, something unique, um, has such a massive impact um, and, and an awesome thing to do, especially if you have some downtime at the end of the year. Right. Um, a great way to to kind of celebrate the moment and celebrate the year. Yeah. And that, that's the kind of stuff I've been putting on my list for next week. So like so. We're, th this is we're recording this like two weeks early so we're in the first week of december now and my goal for this week is to put a nice bow on a lot of the tactical work i i have due before the end of the year stuff i need to to get out for clients stuff i need to get out just for for us as an organization so that next week i can sit down and really just get into a mindset of of thinking one, where do we want to recommend clients go when we come into the beginning of next year? Um, because we do, we have multiple clients right now that are just focused on, you know, peak season traffic. So yeah. 
they, they don't have time to think about um, you know trying some kind of new feature or anything like that. They don't have time to to worry about that right now. Um, so really putting some thought around that so that when we do get back that first week of the you know January, we can really put some focus on clients and and it, it, it's that proactive touch. You were talking about the personal touch. It's also mm -hmm. the proactive touch of coming in in January and saying like, hey, here's some things we we, we recommend that the, we, we put some focus toward for for the coming year. Yeah, and from a business perspective and anybody that's trying to create anything, it's it's so critically important to, again, be deliberate about how we use that time. Um, and if nothing more, when, when you start to create things, especially things that are incredibly complicated that take a long time to build, you realize that 12 months is nothing. It is so short. It goes <laughs> by so quickly. And one of the biggest um, kind of detractors from that is end of year, because what ends up happening is to your point, there is a crazy push towards the end of the year. And then everyone shuts off for a couple of weeks in December, whether they're at work or not, like nothing's happening, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it, it winds down and then rolling back into the office, it takes another two to three weeks to ramp back up. We've lost a month, a month and a half out of that 12 months is now gone. So we now have 11 months. So that's why I think being so um, deliberate about how we use that time is so critically important. It's not to say not we don't want to take the time off. It's we want to um, we want to properly take the time to to plan so that when we do shut down, we do shut down the right way and, and we don't leave things lingering. When we take time off, we're actually taking time off. And when we get back into the office, we're rested, recharged, and ready to go, and we don't need two to three weeks to ramp up. Mm -hmm. um, to, to me, especially as a business owner, it is it is so ideal to, to have that in place. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of this as, as, as you were talking. I'm reminded of a scene from the Will Ferrell uh, movie, Elf. It's one of uh, mm -hmm. my, my, my favorite Christmas movies. And I watched that in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on repeat this time of year. But it, it's early on in the movie. It's uh, I think it's, it's, it's one of the flashback scenes where it's like the head elf um, is talking, kind of giving like the, the post-Christmas wrap up. And then he's like, okay, on to planning for next Christmas. You know, immediately you know, wrapping up and then immediately planning for you know, the, the, the data that's going to be 365 days, you know, later. So it, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, especially this year, this year flew by, you know, at times it felt like a drug and then other times it felt like it flew by. Like there's part of me that's like, I can't believe we're into December already. I know it's crazy because we were, I was thinking about it the other day with my, my kids and they're like, Oh my God, it's been the longest year ever. I'm like, I don't know. Like it went by so quickly and yeah, it's been hard and like complete lifestyle changes and the way we do business changes. But man, it's in my, from my perspective, it's just, it's just flown by. Um, and yeah, yeah, I guess that's kind of what it is, especially when, um, when you start to think about, again, like wanting to create a lot of things, you realize how limited your time is. And I think it just makes that time so much more precious and un unfortunately seem to go by so incredibly quickly. Sorry, I'm moving mm -hmm. all over the place here. That was too much no light. <laughs> I should have shut my... I should have shut my blinds. 
Today's a bad video day because I don't care about my hair. I have a headache. So hopefully the audio is good. But if you're watching this on the YouTube, I apologize for less than stellar video content this time. Uh, I don't authentic. even have my cool mood lighting. It is authentic. It's authentic, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm starving. I had a fried egg on toast for uh, breakfast, and I had a hot dog for lunch. To call it a hot dog is not fair. I, 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 I think I'm realizing how incredibly blessed I am to have this grocery store, which is a Utah chain called Harmon's, um, like five minutes down the street from me. It is so amazing. So I have Hila. Every time she comes here, we go and we pick out food. And she's like, I'm so jealous that this is like right down the street from me. I'm like, you live in L.A., <laughs> what are you talking about? You have, you should have access to this. Like not in my neighborhood. Like I have to. So anyway, they've, they've got, they make these in-store Frankfurters. Um, and, and it's like natural casing and it's like the real deal where they're like hanging and they're all connected together. Mm -hmm. And I bought a pack of those and cooked those up the other day. And the, the crispiness when this, it snaps, when you bite through the casing of that dog. Oh. Mm -hmm. So I was craving one. So I had one for lunch and now it's two o'clock and I'm starving again. I have a, I have like a five pound box of, uh, goldfish. Flavor. Nice. The flavor, flavor blasted is the way to go. Nice. <laughs> Sorry. Completely sidetracked there. Yeah. It, it wouldn't be a good episode if we didn't get sidetracked. It wouldn't be the holiday season if we weren't getting sidetracked and thinking about delicious foods and yeah, what I know. we're going to do. Yeah. We I, talked I about, I'll oh, go for it. Go for it. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say, like I put on my suit this past weekend and it was not good. So I told Suzanne, I'm like, I need to get my shit together. Like it's uh, th this year you want to talk about lifestyle changes, like just with, with certain things, like my waistline has not, nah, has not fared well. So I'm like, I, I, I want to start working on it now. So I don't go completely off the rails with the holidays. Like I normally do. Uh, and then really just try to keep me kind of within some kind of guardrails and then really hit it hard come January. We should like, do a I competition. As a, as a team, like people want to opt into it. We should do something to keep ourselves motiv motivated. That'd be fun. We should think about that. Um, so yeah, I was, I can't remember. No, I, I think I remember what I was going to ask. Also, I'm staring at my, did we give these out one year as like, uh, employee gifts or they no, were this supposed was to be summit. the client gift. The this client was supposed to be this, this year's year. summit gift. I love this thing. It's my Pomodoro timer. Nice. Um, I think we may have talked about this last year, but, um, what, what, uh, speaking of end of year and kind of framing it out, what, uh, what kind of food traditions do you have in the, uh, O'Driscoll household? <sighs> lots, typically yeah. lots of food between that and my wife's family. So, um, on the 23rd, my mother-in-law typically has the seven fishes or at least her version mm -hmm. of the seven fishes. Crabs, clams, squid, shrimp. Uh -huh. uh, like, I, yeah, I mean, she's she's got it all That's now. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I mean, typically there's a bunch of people that come, including my parents. Um, but uh, this year we were actually talking about the other day. She was recommending her mom, like, mom, seriously, like, just scale it back this year because it's pretty much going to be us and and her parents so it's like mom keep it really simple this year like don't go don't don't go crazy because there's leftovers for days um with it you know a lot of it gets frozen and then we'll, we'll pull you know 
uh, something out of the freezer, um, like like the the crabs and spaghetti or something like that. Like the at least the gravy. Uh, you know, in this case, gravy is, is is the right word to use. You know, the crab gravy or the squid gravy. Pull that out and then go get uh, some some spaghetti to go with it. But um, so there's that. Um, Christmas Eve with with my siblings, typically just a large spread of all different kinds of hors d'oeuvres. And then there's this thing that comes from my mom's mom's side of the family. So this is like the German branch of my, my family tree. Um, it's this family recipe. It's, it's passed down, uh, by each mother to her daughters and daughters-in-law. It's called loaf cake. It's this, it, it's not a cake, but it's not a bread. It's, it's something in between. And, um, it's made three times a year, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Uh, so Suzanne made it two weeks ago and then, you know, she'll make that again. And, um, like she, she got the recipe from my mom when we got married and it, it's, it's, it's honestly like with, my mom's generation, especially it's become the tradition to kind of like, as part of like a shower gift or first holiday gift to gift all the stuff, including a handwritten recipe card. That's awesome. Um, so there's that. And, and I'm trying to think like what else, like Christmas day, because Christmas Eve is typically the night where we've got the big spread. Christmas day is usually just simple, simple food. Um, and then really, I mean that that's the food the food situation. Um, I'm trying to think like, again, like this year it's actually, we've been talking about like, what are we going to do over, over Christmas week with, with stuff being closed with, you know, like the, the big family get togethers not happening like um, typically new year's day. So another Philadelphia thing is the mummer's day parade. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's new year's day. And typically we go down to my, my wife's cousin's place in South Philly and again, another just big spread, lots of people, lots of food, lots of drinks. Um, that's not happening. So, you know, don't know. So some of this yeah. stuff is up in the air this year. Yeah. No, understood. Uh, and before I get to my, I think, three food traditions, did 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 we engage in an online debate about when I called um, spaghetti um, and marinara macaroni and gravy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So most of the East coast Italians I know refer to any kind of pasta as macaroni. Yes. Um, my my wife. And, and a lot of them, probably half of them refer to pasta sauce as gravy. Mm -hmm. So it quite, it caused quite the stir when I called it that on Twitter. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's spaghetti and marinara sauce. I'm like, yeah, it's macaroni and gravy. Yeah. it's, It's macaroni. Uh, at least that's what my wife has, uh, you know, calls it and kind of beaten into my head. Now, yeah. I mean, there is definitely a debate on sauce versus gravy. And the more I read, cause at one point I was reading and people were saying, it's like, if it comes from like, if meat drippings are involved, so if like you're making like a meat sauce, then it is gravy. Then it's gravy. You know, especially like, you know, like I was talking about my mother-in-law's seven fishes where she, she makes like the sauce with, um, you know, pieces of crab and some sauce with pieces of squid, like that, that, that's gravy. But then I heard like, that's not inaccurate. Nobody, I don't think anybody effing knows like yeah. where it is, but it, the one thing that I do know is, is the term gravy originated like on the East coast. So, um, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, like the Italians that settled there, because from one thing I did read is, is in Italy itself in 
in Italy, they call it sauce. It's, yeah. it's, it's something that I think happened. Macaroni and Italians, sauce. Yeah. Dude, when, when the Italians came to America, they, they, they slaughtered all the terms, right? Yeah. Cause that's where we got fun things like the, Gabagool. I, the Gabagool. And sometimes I go down to uh, my deli and I'll, and I'll ask for it to see if like, and like half the times, depending on who's working there, they know exactly what I'm saying. And half the other times like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, you mean the Capicola? I'm like, yeah, the yeah. Gabagool. <laughs> the the prosciutto, you know, like yeah, the Italian Americans, like they they just shortened every Italian word into like this grumbled mess of weirdness yeah. that is still awesome. <laughs> so yep. yeah, um, yeah, man, we can we can we should have a whole episode and get uh, some of our international friends in on food topics, and that would be such a fun episode. Because I was thinking about it, I had a friend from uh, Uganda stay with me for a couple months and everything she cooked that was saucy she called gravy so mm -hmm. um uh if it was like some kind of um indian dish like a curry it was it was gravy over rice if 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 like she was cooking fish and there was some kind of like a butter sauce or something that goes over she's like yeah you put that gravy over the fish like every sauce was gravy so mm -hmm. we should totally do an episode get some of yeah. our friends from the different countries that we're connected to and we should talk about food food terms that would be super fun because uh, we had i participated there's a there's a there's a analytics chat that um, a guy in in I think Germany or somewhere in 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 uh, in Europe that he puts on that I was a guest on um, with a couple of the the people we know um, and we talked food we talked grilling it was super super fun so anyway we can get Till from Germany we can get Yoshua from from Israel um, I think we can get a, a good group that would be super fun yeah let, let's put that together i think that would be something to fun to record next week is again you know people are starting to get into that wrap up phase mm -hmm. yeah, i'm gonna put that on the list to put together let's do that so my my three tr three traditions and i think i've talked about one of them in the past my um my italian side of the family and they don't do it anymore is like that generation has kind of died off. Um, would traditionally do the, the bagna cauda, um, which is the, it's, mm -hmm. it's basically right. Butter and olive oil, garlic and anchovies in a pot. And you kind of dip vegetables and things in it and you let it soak down onto some crusty bread. Um, I find it delicious. I think a lot of it is about the just camarad camaraderie and, and family time. Mm -hmm. my, my family doesn't love it so much, but I try to do it every year because I like the memories. It of, sounds wonderful. It's so amazingly delicious. Um, <laughs> but just, you know, having it around the table with like, you know, things you can dip in it and breads and, you know, it, it's, it is so delicious and, and it's a fun little thing to just have laying around. Right. Cause it's, it's one of those things you can put a little, warmer underneath it and have it going all day and just wander around dip in there and get some anchovy and garlic oh, buttery goodness uh so yeah you usually like doing that around christmas eve and then uh for my birthday which is on the 31st um, my son and i had developed a tradition of like getting a ton of shellfish so like mussels and clams and we do like a huge kind of bake and just kind of eat on that all of all uh new year's eve and and kind of do that so um that's been been super fun and then um the last 10 years or so um ben Gaines and i um right before christmas go up to a fish market in salt lake and get 
um, sashimi grade fish to do sushi over the, the Christmas break. And, uh, I think we've gone 10 or 11 years in a row. And, uh, I was just over at his house the other day, dropping something off. He's like, we're, we're not going to let the tradition tradition break. Right. I'm like, no way. He's like, he's like, like, we'll fully mask up and everything, but we're making this happen. I'm like, oh yeah, we got to nice. make this happen. So, nice. yeah. Um, what about, uh, your traditional, uh, baking the, the 22nd or 23rd you do with Gila virtually? Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. Um, so that's coming up. Yeah. So we've been doing that for probably close to 10 years as well. Um, every, I, we typically do it sometimes, sometime between uh, New Year's Eve and Christmas. Um, we, we do a live kind of baking together, um, orange clementine, um, syrup cake. I think it's a traditional Israeli cake. Um, and we do it every year and it's kind of turned into a little bit of a competition to see who like makes the best cake. But yeah, we get on FaceTime and cook for a whole day together, putting this cake together. And then by that night we have the finished version and throw up pictures on social media saying, who had the best cake? <laughs> so yeah, it looks delicious yeah. every year. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. I, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good tradition to have. And it kind of reminds me of my grandparents a lot too, because you know, those, um, little chocolate sticks with orange like gel on the inside, mm -hmm. um, they would have boxes of those around their house around Christmas time. And that's kind of when you bite into this cake, because it's got this chocolate ganache kind of, um, covering to it. It, it kind of reminds me of that chocolate orange stick and kind of brings back good memories of being young at my grandparents' house with the, the boxes of those things. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The Italians, I don't know if it's an Italian thing, but it seems like chocolate with fruit tends tended to be like the go-to desserty thing. Mm -hmm. So it was not necessarily the traditional thing, but it, uh, has good memories for me. Yeah. And, and like a tradition I've, I've started getting used to not, not uh, for Thanksgiving is I never did it. At least my, you know, my family never did it, but you know, you want to talk about like Italian food traditions, some kind of pasta dish with Thanksgiving dinner and mm. my mother-in-law makes a lasagna. So in mm. addition to the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, all the, the other heavy the, food. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah. We throw a lasagna in there too. That's awesome. But I'll tell you this, though, one of my favorite things the day after Thanksgiving, two days after Thanksgiving, is making a sandwich with the leftovers. You know, getting a nice roll, turkey stuffing and cranberry sauce with a little dab of mayo in there. Phenomenal sandwich. Hard to go wrong there. Hard to go wrong. I did. I think we talked about on a previous podcast, one of my favorite Thanksgivings was my Indian Thanksgiving in Kansas City. I don't remember this. I didn't mention it. So we were working with Hallmark and we were there um, near Thanksgiving working on a big project that was like months in the making. And it was, it was literally like one or two days before Thanksgiving and um, their entire development team was, um, uh, was a contractor group that was from India and they were living temporarily in Kansas city to help build out their, the hallmark.com site. And they put together this amazing display of Indian food. And um, 
Hallmark was downsizing a little bit at the time. And in one of their buildings, the top floor was completely empty. And it, it kind of turned into a little bit of a graveyard where like all the old odds and ends that nobody wanted were kind of stored up there. It was kind of dark. Mm-hmm. The lighting wasn't great, but they found a little spot up there, set up a bunch of tables and put out this spread of the most amazing Indian food ever. And it was my Indian Thanksgiving in Kansas City. Okay, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, so phenomenal. So amazing. I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. That know. sounds awesome. Yeah. So anyway, I, and look, you know, this this is a good time of year to have those kind of reflections and mm-hmm. kind of to, to circle back to where we came from starting out the episode. Um, things move incredibly fast and life is hectic. And we, we just it's it's so it's so good to just take some and, and just doing this like it's it's been so kind of cathartic to sit down and have this conversation with you and think back on some of these memories and traditions and and realize, man, there's lots of good stuff that's, that's happening. And it's important for us to, to recognize yeah. that. And it, so. it, it's, it, it's just remembering too, like th- this time of year always reminds me it's, um, life is more than work. Uh, I have admitted more times than I need to say, like, I, I'm a workaholic. I yeah. get lost in work. I get stressed out about work. Like, I'll be laying in bed and I'll forget. I forgot to send that one thing. And I've, there've been times I've gotten out of bed to go do something because like, if I don't get this sent out, someone's going to be like asking for it next day or, or whatever. But like, this is also the time of year, like to, to, to truly remember like life is more than just work. And one of the things I told Suzanne, I'm, I'm excited for. So JP is a, a year and a half now. Like, and so like this is, I'm looking forward to Christmas. This year. It looks like really he's about looking, three though. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, boy. It, it, well, honestly, my, my, my nephew, my sister's son, who is nine months old is bigger. He, he's really, he's a big boy. yeah. JP is, is, is he's tall. He's long. He's, but he's thin, nah. but um, like, he's getting to that age where like, I'm excited for this year. Like I told her, I said, I am going to make it a point. Like, you know, take advantage of the fact that we're not running around. I, I see it as a blessing in disguise that we we've typically just run around that entire yeah. Yeah. Just getting on the floor with him and playing with him and, you know, teaching him how to play with his toys, not just saying here's toys, figure it out. Like actually like, you know, like it's one of those things. And, you know, again, talk about being intentional with work, but like being intentional with, with him and making mm-hmm. sure that, you know, we're not running around and that like at this age, teaching him how, how to play, how to have fun and not just assuming he's going to pick it up. Yeah. No, that's it's that's awesome. And we've talked about this on on other episodes, the the importance of being able to enjoy the freedom and autonomy that we have, um, which which reminds me of a, of an episode that we should put up um, or that we should do next year. I don't know if you saw my post on LinkedIn about the fact that I, I think a lot of this is going to go away. In fact, we interviewed we had a guy on our podcast that was building um, some surveillance type solutions for remote workers. So management can keep, remember that episode where yep. uh, I can't remember the name of the, the app that they were building, but um, you know, we all in the knowledge space right now, are getting a taste of this autonomy and freedom and we'd really need to enjoy it for lots of folks. It's more important than ever to really enjoy this autonomy we have right now, because I think going into next year, it's going to go away for a lot of them, even if they continue to work from home, because we're going to see the rollout of a lot of these kind of surveillance softwares and making sure butts are in seats and you're working Mm -hmm. eight to five and you're going to lose a lot of that autonomy, unfortunately. So 
definitely it's so critically important to take advantage of that that right now and take advantage of those opportunities with your kids with your family with again with the time you know we've talked about evan talking about the importance of just going for a walk and evaluating and thinking go for a walk go for a walk before the end of the year and think about all the amazing things you were able to accomplish this year you have the autonomy to do that on your terms right now do it while you you have that chance yeah so so this was a lot of fun you know, yeah, it was good. Now I I'm always hungry love our even more about food. I know we 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 should. I hope you took a note to do the our international food panel. That will. Oh, be I did. I, I made a couple notes here. I got awesome. a on planning that. Try to get yeah some That'd of our fun. international friends on here. That'd be fun. Yeah, our our food conversations are are always good. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Well, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the break. I'm. I think my my takeaway from today is. Go into it deliberately, plan, empty your mind, take the time off. Again, we've got some autonomy and some freedom right now we may not have next year. Let's let's enjoy the time and use it wisely. Agreed. Agreed. So we'll go ahead and wrap up there and talk to everybody later. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.